And all of these secrets and all of this hiding, we don't have to live like that anymore. We are free. We can freely live in relationship with our family members, with uh, our church family, with people that we know. We were not meant to do life alone. Today's Bridges episode is for every one of us who's ever felt like if people knew the truth about me, they would judge me or maybe reject me or I would be misunderstood. A lot of times in life, we try to hide who we really are because others might judge us. Sometimes we even try to hide from God, hoping that he won't know how we really feel or what we're thinking. And so today's topic is you don't have to hide anymore. Now, hiding from God, hiding, covering up things from people is nothing new. I mean, back way back in the beginning with Adam and Eve, they hid from God um, to hide their sins. They were afraid to be caught, to be found out. We find Gideon in the Bible hiding because of fear, because of fear of what was going on in his community. And he didn't understand how if God was really on his side and his family's side, how all of those bad things had happened. So Gideon was hiding out of fear. We can even see an adorable toddler hide when they know that they've done something wrong. An example we're all probably familiar with is when a mom or a dad tells a young child, no, you cannot have any cookies for dinner. And of course, that's a temptation. That's really hard for a little kid and for all of us who are no longer little kids but like cookies. But So the kid goes and sneaks, eats the cookies, and now they've got cookie crumbs all over their face. The evidence is everywhere. And mom or dad says, did you get into the cookies? And the toddler's like smiling and no, cookie crumbs everywhere. So the evidence is there, but this child knows to try to hide because they've done something wrong. So hiding is a very natural response to doing something wrong or some kind of fear. And so when I took on the project and my two co-writers of writing the second part two messy to meaningful book, when we had our chats about who was going to write what chapters, I said, you know, I really would like to take on the chapter about hiding because so much of my life I've tried to hide or keep under wraps all the things that I thought uh, might cast me in a bad light or make people think less of me or judge me. And so when I prayed about writing that chapter on hiding, I specifically asked God to help me remember examples um, in which I tried to hide and how God taught me you don't have to hide anymore. Your sins have been forgiven. And what other people think is not supposed to control your life. And I remembered one specific example that I had just really forgotten. And it was a couple of years, uh, probably before I uh, gave my heart to Christ or somewhere in there. And I used to smoke cigarettes. Now, this is not a bright decision, you know, for an 11 or 12 year old. It's not a good decision for anybody in terms of your health. But I thought that smoking cigarettes with my friends just made me very cool. And I like to smoke Newport 100s because I thought the longer cigarette looked more feminine and that's hysterical and really ridiculous. But 
you know, I was 11, 12, and 13. And so what I did in my purse is I would find a hidden compartment, and that's where I would put those cigarettes. Now, hiding those cigarettes in my purse caused me a great deal of worry and angst. Because even though my family at that time, we weren't in church and we weren't a Christian family, if those, if I got caught with those cigarettes in my purse, I mean, can you say, can you spell grounded? Yes. And I would have been one very unhappy girl, but yet I continued to do that and I continued to hide the cigarettes. And so most of us on some level are hiding something whether it's a secret, a pack of cigarettes in your purse, a habit that you don't want people to know about, something that you feel like maybe your church family couldn't accept. But the first thing that we can understand as we talk about you don't have to hide anymore is that the cross is your safe place. On that cross and in the finished work of the cross is all of the freedom for forgiveness Uh, guilt, shame, all of that is lifted. I want to read you this verse out of the New Living Translations, Colossians 2, verses 13 through 15. It says there, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive in Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. And so as we look at our lives and this tendency to hide when we've done wrong or this tendency to want to cover up, if we look at the cross as our safe place and understand what Jesus Christ did for us there. He took everything that we've ever done wrong, all of the charges that were written against us. And you all, he didn't just wipe the slate clean, though he did wipe the slate clean. The scripture says he did it publicly, like he made the grandiose statement in front of the devil and all of the spiritual authorities and all of the wickedness. He made a public spectacle. In other words, he made a fool out of the devil and every one of his imps. He took all of the things that would cause us to lose sleep, that might call us, uh, cause us to feel guilty or ashamed or insecure or less than other people or like a misfit or an outcast. He destroyed, he abolished all of that by the work on the cross. And here you and I are sometimes trying to live in hiding from God and sometimes from people, whether it's fear of judgment or rejection or just not fitting in or not being accepted. And he's made this way of freedom so that we don't have to hide anymore, so that we can freely worship God through his son, Christ Jesus, so that we can freely live in relationship with our family members, with uh, our church family, with people that we know. We were not meant to do life alone. And yet, So much of the time we struggle with secrets, we struggle with hiding, we hold back what we're really thinking or what we're really feeling because we think, you know, this probably just isn't a safe place. 
So first, let's understand that the cross is our ultimate safe place. The cross is the place that Jesus Christ provided for your freedom and my freedom and everything that could mess our life up for eternity has been obliterated and it's been eradicated. So just with that, we should all be able to just deep breath and understand all of these secrets and all of this hiding. We don't have to live like that anymore. We are free. All of that stuff dissipates at the cross, and at the same time, you and me, probably most everybody, we have the thought, well, yeah. So the cross could be my safe place. I can accept that. I can accept that I don't have to hide from God, but like I've shared my life with people, and it doesn't always turn out so well. And so I'm certainly not going to argue with that because we live in a fallen world, and sometimes relationships with people, even Christian believers in Christ can be complicated. It can be painful. It can be hard. And yet God's word tells us that we are to love him first and foremost, and then to love our neighbor as ourself. And the Bible instructs us to be a part of the community of faith and not to do life alone. There are scriptures like iron sharpens iron, which means that when we are in fellowship, friendship with like-minded people, we learn from them, they learn from us. We help one another in so many ways. And yet sometimes we hide from that because that can be complicated. So we first have to understand that this freedom that we have comes from Christ And then in Christ, we have an elder brother, we have an advocate, we have a friend who sticks closer than a brother, so that even when these relationships get complicated, they get messy, things go wrong, he is there to walk us through those things. Those things happening are not, well, they may be hurtful. They're not an excuse to do life alone. They're not an excuse to just get bitter and jaded and like, well, I'm not going to have anything to do with anybody because if I say what I'm really thinking, I will be judged. This will happen. You all, that's happened to all of us. And let's just be honest, that stinks when it happens. None of us like that. I've never met anyone who says, oh, I love it when my relationships gets messy or when I get betrayed. That's not fun. But as we talk today about you don't have to hide anymore, I want us to take a look into the scriptures and uncover some truths so that we can live in community and build healthy relationships inside of the community of faith and put boundaries around our lives so that what's toxic and that what's not healthy, that we'll be able to recognize that and also deal with that God's way instead of stepping back and saying, I am just going to do life alone. So the first truth that I want us to look at or truth number one when it comes to you don't have to hide anymore is to trust Christ completely and so you say well Monica like I know that well the thing is we we do know that as believers but we're all growing in that and we're all learning in that whenever we put any of our trust in someone else rather than placing all of our trust in Christ That is the recipe for one 
messy relationships. We are told to put all of our trust, to love God with everything that we have, that Christ is the anchor for our soul, and that He is the reason for our hope. And anytime we place that trust, even with the best of intentions, whether that's a spiritual leader, a friend, a cousin, a spouse, it's a recipe for messy. But when we place all of our trust in Christ and we realize that people aren't perfect, only Jesus brings perfection to the table, we come to this new place of freedom in terms of you don't have to hide anymore because the cross is our safe place, because all of our trust is in Christ. And we realize that if anything here on this earth gets messy, even if it gets unhealthy or it gets toxic, that our trust is in Christ, that he's the anchor for our soul, and that he is going to see us through however uh, bad that it might get. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. Truth number two is also extremely important. And this is an area when most of us start thinking about living in community or you don't have to hide anymore. We say, well, you don't have to hide stuff. You don't have to cover stuff up. And that's all true. But truth number two helps us put that in perspective in terms of practical life. What does that mean? And it means this, everything is not for everybody. There's kind of this line of thinking in our culture now that if we don't tell everybody everything, that we're just not genuine and that we're just not authentic. And I want to say this, everything is not for everybody. I know that we live in a world, this social media world, where people are sharing all kinds of intensely personal stuff with people we've never met before. What I'm saying is that might not be the best choice. You might want to think about that a little bit because everything is not for everybody. The Bible never tells us that to live an honest life, that to live in community means that everything is public knowledge. There are some things that are best left private or with just those that we're related to, or a trusted counselor. That is a wonderful boundary to put in your life to help us walk through and not put ourselves out there so much that we risk being hurt so deeply by people who have no interest or no investment in us. And I'd like to give you, for example, this example. If someone is going through a really challenging divorce, and I pray that you're not. But if someone is, that is, of course, a very painful and personal situation. And when we go through those kinds of heartbreaks and those kinds of traumas in our life, we really do need safe people to pray with us, safe people to care about us, but to post every detail on social media to go to work and explain all of the details and this is my side and this is his side or vice versa and this is what's happening. Sometimes we're hurting so much that we say too much. But everything is not for everybody. You you probably don't want to share your pending divorce in its every detail with everybody. So remember that truth number two is everything 
is not for everybody. When I say you don't have to hide anymore, this doesn't mean that no, there's no private information in anybody's life and that we all just share with anybody and everybody that says that they have faith. I don't think that that's a smart choice. And Ecclesiastes 3.1 out of the New Living Translation says it like this. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. This verse and many more verses that I don't have an opportunity to go into today help us to understand that when we say you, you don't have to hide anymore, that when we say you don't have to do life alone, we can live in community. This is not saying that none of our information is private or can be kept personal or shared with just a few selected, trusted people. So when we say, okay, I'm going to come out of hiding and I'm going to live freely before God knowing that my sins are forgiven and that I'm going to open myself up to have relationships with people in the community of faith. And I want to say this, I also believe that it's important that we are open to having relationships with people who are not yet Christians or are not born again or that don't think just like us or believe just like us. And I know that that might offend some of you or make you angry, but think about this. How will we ever lead anyone to Christ if we're not even willing to have a conversation with anybody else? None of my very closest friends, or I should say it this way, all of my closest friends, my inner circle, are all born again. But I have many relationships with neighbors, with people that I know in the community that don't know Christ yet, that have a different kind of faith. And so I also keep that in mind in terms of everything is not for everybody. I don't expect them to understand or to believe what I believe about the word. I pray that they will, and I share my faith with the hope and faith that they will come to Christ at some point. Truth number three, and it goes along with what I've been talking about. Realign your expectations of people. This idea that because someone knows Christ as their Savior, that they are never going to make a mistake, that they are never going to fall into a sin or gossip or be petty or do whatever, that is an unrealistic expectation. And I'd like to read you this verse that talks to us about how Christ knows this, obviously, but how he walked this out when he walked on earth. It's out of John 2, 23 to 25, out of the New Living Translation. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust him. But Jesus didn't trust them because he knew all about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. Some of you, when I read that verse, you're like, that's exactly why I don't trust people. Like, that is exactly why I stay in hiding. I go to work, I go home, I stay in my house, that's my safe place. And you know, our home should be a place of sanctuary and refuge and rest for all of us. The cross, though, is our safe place. And God calls us to live in community. And when I say truth number three, realign your expectations of people, what I'm saying is let's line up with how Jesus lived. Even though he knew 
that people were fallible, that people can be fickle. And you all, that's not just other people, like that's us. We are also fickle. We are prone to fail. The Bible says all like sheep, we have gone astray. We keep that in front of us and understand that when people disappoint us, when we hear about somebody falling into sin, instead of saying, ah, Christians, that's all fake. Everybody's just, you know, everybody's just fake. Everybody's a hypocrite. You all, we can do all of the name calling and the shaming and all of that that we want. And yet we all know that until we go to be with Jesus, we will have a sin nature, that we will all struggle with sin, and that sometimes even the best people fall into sin. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that we should celebrate it. I'm saying as far as truth number three, let's realign our expectations of people. People are not perfect. People will disappoint us. And this is what I'm saying. When we go into community, when we come out of hiding, when we keep this in front of us, instead of expecting everything to be perfect, for people to be perfect, for people to always understand it, understand us, accept us, pray for us, just realize it's not going to be like that 100% of the time. When it is like that, that's when life is at its best. But to just realign our expectations and to understand that even when challenges come through, as much as that might hurt, so those are opportunities for us to grow in Christ. Those are opportunities for us to show our other brothers and sisters in Christ that with God's help, we can do hard things, that even when relational difficulty uh, winds blow, when things get messy inside of our lives, that we can keep our eyes on Christ and that he can take us from those messy places and bring us to meaningful places inside of our heart that we can say, this world isn't all there is. There is betrayal, there's sin on this earth, but I'm not going to retreat into my shell. I'm not going to do life alone. I realize that I don't have to hide anymore. Truth number four for today is develop relationships over time. So I'm an introvert, so that one is probably a little bit easier for me than people that are extroverts. I was always surprised, like even in elementary school, a girl who could talk to another girl and they would be best friends in a day and going to each other's houses to spend the night the next week. I never made friends that fast. It took me, takes me a longer time, but a safety measure when you decide, you know what? I am going to live my life in community. I'm not going to hide from God. I'm not going to hide from people. Truth number four, develop relationships over time. Take your time. When you share something, make sure that you know the person. You can learn a lot about people just by listening. When you listen to what people say, if we're not so busy all the time just trying to fill the air with stuff, as people talk, they will share with us, even without meaning to, their priorities. They'll share with us their perspective. They will share with us how they handle things. And so that's kind of like in a relationship phase where you're gathering information. You begin to understand what's important to this other person, how they respond to other people, how they handle other people's confidences. And so what I'm saying is everybody in the body of Christ is not a safe person. But if we will be willing to develop our relationships slowly over time, we can 
be more likely to find safe people. And you and I can make that commitment today that we will be safe people, that if people share with us, that we won't shame them, that we won't talk about them, that we will be able to say to people, you know, maybe I haven't been through that, but I do know then times in my life where I've hit what I would call rock bottom, that I found God to be faithful. I have not found that God solves all of my problems and answers all of my prayers exactly the way I pray. But I have found that even on those sleepless nights and the huge disappointments, He's always been there to see me through. So the next time you kind of find yourself just wanting to do life alone, I hope you'll remember that you don't have to hide anymore. Take yourself to your safe place. In your heart, begin to reflect on the cross as your safe place. Remember that you don't have to hide anymore. Remember the truths that we talked about today that will help all of us when we're in those places that we just want to retreat and you just think, eh, nah, just don't want to do that anymore. Like that's just too hard to live in community. And it is hard and we need Christ's help. And I want you to know that in addition to today's teaching, I will put up along with this video, some online extras that will help you sort through and identify the ways in which we're tempted to hide maybe from God or from people and how to walk through these truth steps that we've talked about today. And I'll recap those completely uh, quickly for you. Truth number one, trust Christ completely. Anytime we get our eyes off of that, messy is about to happen. Truth number two, everything is not for everybody. Don't ever make the mistake that just because somebody says they're a Christian, that they're necessarily a safe person. I mean, I wish they were, but let's be honest. We've all let people down too. So instead of pointing fingers, like let's just say we're going to obey God, understand that the cross is our safe place, and live in a community of faith. Truth number three, and here's some real freedom here, realign your expectations of people. Don't expect perfection. And then truth number four, a very practical step. Develop your relationships over time. Take it slow. The slower you go, the more time that you give yourself to grow in confidence and to build that trust. So today we've talked about how you don't have to hide anymore. And the way that we come out of hiding is to first understand that the cross is our safe place. So I would love for you to go to the website and get the online extras that will help you grow in this knowledge and grow in this teaching because there are so, so many benefits to living in community and to taking God at his word and to understand that with the cross is our safe place. You don't have to hide anymore. I'm out of time for today. Goodbye and God bless you. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. When I truly turned my heart to the Lord, He took every 
sin I ever did away from me. God really is your other half. God, he's the only person who can really, you know, fill those holes and cracks in your heart that you're so wanting someone to fill. It's no good to have a big dream if you're not putting yourself in motion to yes. go after that. Log on to www.ctntv.org where you can make a prayer request, view our program guide, see who's on bridges, or even watch one of Monica's latest teachings. Log on to www.ctntv.org. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.